Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. Today is our May Missions Weekend, our annual uh, Kingdom Builders Miracle Offering. And so what we want to do is just give you an update on how we're deploying some of the dollars that we raised last year as a part of Kingdom Builders. And to also share with you what we're going to be doing with the dollars that we're raising this year. And so Kingdom Builders, to remind you, it has a kind of a three-part emphasis of local church expansion, missions, and next generation leaders. And so we invest in all three of those things as you get to Kingdom Builders, you're investing in advancing the kingdom in all three of those ways. And, and so last year, our local church expansion project was in our infants and toddler area, the big backyard, and in our preschool area, Kids Cove, and especially in the preschool, that's where a lot of those dollars are being deployed. And what's really cool is in the timing of all of this, as we are, are in the middle of this situation with shelter in place orders and, and trying to find how are we going to open and reopen the facility in even more responsible ways. And we've always kept the facility clean, but we know, you know, our, our mantra is how can we make it better? And, and so what I want to show you is things that we're doing right now to help us reopen in, in what really wonderful ways. So let's jump back into the, the Kids Cove, the preschool area, so you can see firsthand what's happening. Uh, that work is still happening, even though the facility is, is closed, we're still getting things done so that we can reopen in really great ways. So what we're gonna do in, in one of the classrooms here is we are gonna build a staging area where we can host God's big story. But as you look at this classroom, so we've been talking about these spaces at, at pretty great length, and, and what we found is, is the paint we have on the walls, it's not scrubbable, it's not washable, and, and so we know we've gotta do a better job as we reopen. And, and so in this room in particular, we're putting this commercial grade vinyl that, that will line the walls that is scrubbable, that we can wash and clean and, and help us as we uh, invest in these spaces to, to make them as clean as they can on an ongoing basis. But now in the other classrooms as well, we'll, we'll put up vinyl on one wall, but we also wanna put a scrubbable paint on all of these walls. In fact, the paint we're looking at right now is the paint that they use in surgical rooms. It actually kills bacteria, it's crazy. But we want to make sure that these rooms are as safe as they can be for the kids that, that uh, we get the opportunity to disciple in Jesus. And, and so we're looking at that, looking at installing uh, mini lockers in, in these spaces so that when kids come in, they've got a place for their, their own individual place for a, a coat that they might have or shoes that they have so that we can keep the floors really clean. So, you know, the, the timing of us deploying these dollars right now has really helped us as the facility is empty, we can clean it thoroughly and we can prep it so that as we come back in, this space is even better prepared than when we left. And so I wanna walk back to uh, back in our, our what's going to be a playset area for the kids. So right now we've got these different pieces of, of playset um, that that function. They work, but we know we can do a better job. And so we're looking at installing a playset that is vinyl, that's plastic, easily cleaned, not including a ball pit because that that's really tough to be able to keep clean. 
And so you can see on the floor in here that we're also installing vinyl on the walls in here that's really easy to, to clean and wipe down. And, and so this is last year's Kingdom Dollars at work. I mean, so we're, we're working with those right now. We'll continue to give an update on what's happening in these spaces, creating a space for volunteers uh, so that they can be equipped and encouraged as they serve. I'm looking at adding some washing stations for kids, knowing that cleanliness is really important and we want to help facilitate that in the best way possible. And so then the question is, well, what, what is this year's local church expansion project? Because this is last year, so now we're utilizing those, those funds in really great ways. So this next year, what we want to invest in is the elementary space. Basically do a lot of what we're doing in here, that, that we want to uh, invest in those spaces in a way that, that keeps those spaces easy to, to clean on an ongoing basis, but really to help us facilitate ministry, to make it easy for our volunteers to serve, for them to have the right tools for the job, and, and for us to continue to uh, just disciple uh, all of these wonderful kids that the Lord has brought to Connection Point Church. So thank you for investing in the kids of Connection Point and really the kids of Greater Lafayette area that we have opportunity to serve. So the Backpack Program is an opportunity for us to be able to partner with one of our local middle schools, Klondike Middle School, and be able to provide food for students who do not have food at home over the weekends. Obviously during the day and during the week, they're able to uh, eat at school and everything else, but on the weekends, there's not enough food in some of these homes for them to be able to eat. And so for us, we were able to partner with this school and fill up the backpacks on Thursday, allow students to take them home um, and take the food out and then bring the backpacks back on Friday. We were able to sponsor these backpacks for this whole semester for a group of students who have not been able to eat. Thank you so much for your generosity and Kingdom Builders. So when we start talking about the food pantry, there's, there's a lot of approaches to thinking about what we do here and the, the significance of what we do. But, you know, like for instance, just the big picture. You know, you think about 30,000 people today just in Tippecanoe County wake up and they have really no idea or really good access to healthy food. Uh, 7,000 of those are kids. So in a big picture, there's, there is a, you know, um, a pretty significant amount of food poverty or what we call food insecurity in our county. And so, yeah, that's big picture. But, you know, I think sometimes you, we, we get away from just seeing the numbers and the stats and you just think about what in the world would it be like to wake up and open up your fridge, open up your cabinets and realize you really just don't have what it takes to put together a meal for your household. And that creates what, again, what they call food insecurity. And it's, it's significant. Uh, at the same time, um, it, it's, it's really a beautiful opportunity for believers, for anybody to be uh, in a place that they can step in and offer uh, a, a moment of hope and, and by giving groceries and by giving a smile, by praying for people. And so even though we're able to come in through our food pantry and hand out a, a very generous portion of food to people that come through, uh, it's so much more than that because people drive up here every week and honestly, you know, they roll down their windows and we talk to them, you know, from a distance and it, you can still see some of the, the worry and, and some of the, the pain and some of the just people who are just really defeated and just worn out maybe. And just in just a little bit of an engagement with the people that are coming through here and, and the people that are helping us, you can just see. I would say nine out of ten, 10 times when people are pulling away, there's hope, there's a smile, and it's a beautiful thing. 
that, that we can put ourselves in the avenue where these people are, are going and that Connection Point Church is really making a difference in their life. And there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot that would be missing in this community because really we are the only food pantry here on the west side of this, uh, of, uh, in, in West Lafayette. So um, to, to know that that wouldn't be there would be a significant, very significant uh, thing within our community. So it's, it's just awesome that we can be in that avenue where people are really are in need and to offer them something that they would, that really is more than just a momentary thing, uh, supply of groceries, but it's a lifetime of maybe relationships that are being built, lives that are being changed. We're able to pray with people and offer them hope, show them Jesus. And so it's, it's an awesome, awesome privilege that we have to be able to do that. And so I, I can just say, honestly, you know, Kingdom Builders money is just making a, a huge difference. And what a beautiful team of people that we have here. And God's continuing to give us favor right now. Other community people are stepping in and starting to see what we're doing here and wanting to partner with us. And so some great things are going on there. And almost uh, weekly, I'm getting uh, people that are calling and talking to us and saying, what can we do to be a part of that? So uh, all that to say, the, the Lord is using us and wanting to us uh, to, to be a part of being um, a community player that's making a difference in people's lives. So thank you for what you're doing with, uh, through Kingdom Builders to help us to make this food pantry uh, a beautiful ministry. Update on what's been happening with Kingdom Builders uh, right now. And, and really that's out of what was given last year and so now we're looking at, and, and what does the future hold for Kingdom Builders? And, and of course, part of that, as was shared, was an investment in the elementary kids' spaces, like what we're trying to do in, in both preschool and infants and toddler areas, just to update those spaces as we reopen, that we can do that in really responsible ways. And, and so we love that we've got that opportunity right now with local church expansion. But we also got to see how it is providing for our food pantry, uh, which I know we had, I think it was like 44 families this last week. Wasn't it around there, Jim? So it's, it's allowing us to continue to make a difference right here in, in really uh, wonderful ways and uh, advancing the kingdom in the hearts of those that are dealing with food insecurities. And, and Pastor Mark talked about the middle school food backpacks. And, and so it's great to see what's happening on a local level, that we want to advance God's kingdom that way. But we also get to do that in, in places all around the world. And so some of those region projects, you know, a, a community center in Spain that we get to get behind what's happening there. And of course, Spain was one of those areas really hit. And so it's, uh, there's lots of great opportunities right now for us to advance the gospel because people's hearts are open to it and also because the, the church God has always used to meet needs. And so we get to continue to do that. In South Africa, uh, we're looking at helping a, a kids feeding and discipleship center. Obviously something that's really important right now. Uh, we also get to... Um, uh, be a part of other projects around the world in Asia Pacific and, and, and continue with uh, outreach in China. So, you know, the, the blessing of Kingdom Builders is kind of like an investment portfolio. It's, it's allowing us to advance the kingdom in lots of different ways. And so as you give to Kingdom Builders, then you're making a difference locally and globally. If you had opportunity last week, and I, and I really hope that you did, to watch the video Dying Out Loud, you got to hear uh, the story of Ann and Stan and their family. And, and I hope that you got to watch that video because it provides the backdrop for one of the other big projects that we're getting behind. Uh, before I get into kind of the, the part two of that story, you know, what's, what was the end to that story? What's the continuing story out of that story? 
you know, there was two main projects we were getting behind. The other one was with a, a church planting movement, a disciple making movement that's happening in the Middle East. And so got to talk with uh, the person who came and shared in September about that movement and just to ask, you know, what's God doing in that movement right now? And he was able to share there's been more baptisms in the last month than in the last six. You know, that there's been so many open doors for the gospel. And so that's what we're continuing to get behind. So we gave a large portion of that, that gift in the fall when he came to visit. And we collected an offering, $6,500. And uh, last week we went ahead and sent the other $3,500 because we had dollars in the Kingdom Builders account to do that. So we've already gotten behind that project to $10,000. So thank you for your, your ability to give generously so that we can continue to see God do incredible things through that movement. One of the really cool things out of that is some of the, the leaders of that movement were selected by local authorities to be the ones who would distribute the humanitarian aid that's available to them. So God, and, and these guys were unaware. I mean, so they selected these individuals to say, hey, could you distribute and disperse this, this aid? And they're like, sure, sign us up, we'll do that. And so as they've been able to do that, not only are they meeting physical needs, but of course they're sharing the gospel and meeting physical needs. So God's doing incredible things through that. But the other project that we're getting behind this year, which we've not given dollars to yet, that's part of the offering today, is this project that's in uh, basically Live Dead Silk Road. So that would be the stands, you know, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan. Uh, Turkey is obviously a part of that. And so the story last week, if you watch Dying Out Loud, and in Stan, what happened? So uh, the ending to that, at least, you know, there's this ending, but then also this resurrection, because we serve the Lord of the resurrection, is Stan passed August 2nd, uh, 2013. Um, so that's already been seven years ago. I was talking to Ann this last week, and I told her, I can't believe it's already been seven years since Stan has passed. Uh, but as I was talking with Ann and just talking about where are things now, you know, how have things progressed, she shared that when their family landed, in Istanbul, they were picked up by the only other family in all of Turkey at that time. So can you imagine two families serving in that field, uh, a population of over 80 million people in that one country, two families. And so when they got there, so that's a bit of what you're seeing in that story. The story that you're seeing is them, uh, if you think about this, you know, we're, we live in this agricultural community. They really were people who were preparing the soil. I mean, they were throwing out rocks. They were cutting down trees. If you think about how you have to prep a field to be able to plant for a coming harvest, that was their work. And so they just were going before the Lord in prayer. And I would say this. If you didn't read the book, Dying Out Loud, I'd encourage you to do it. It gives you so much more information as to what their story really was. And, and they spent a lot of time in prayer in the mornings, in the afternoons, to say, Lord, we know that there's a coming harvest and we're believing you for it. And so then you got to see how, how Stan made this decision. That You know what? I really feel like I'm called to, to live this dying out loud. So that my friends here, that they can see I have no fear in death. Why? Because we serve the Lord of the resurrection. And so uh, after Stan passed, and I'll say this, he was buried in that dark canyon region that they talked about. Uh, that they had been going out to visit. He was buried in an Ar Armenian, uh, a Christian uh, graveyard uh, that no one had been buried in in a really long time. I mean, this, this Christian person buried in this region that is otherwise there's no Christian witness. And, and because of that, it's created incredible open doors for them to set up uh, basically an outpost in that area where they can continue to have families come uh, to be able to minister out of and share the gospel. So as I was talking with Ann this last week, she said, you know, it's, it's incredible to me that we landed and there was two families here. 
And now there's a training center in Istanbul training people, how do we reach this nation? How do we reach this area, this entire region? And so they set up this training center. In fact, we sent young adults there last spring. So their story is a part of our story. You know, that we sent young adults to go and, and, and be trained in this center that really came out of their faithfulness to God's kingdom in that area. And what was amazing to me, as Anne continued to share, she said, you know, it's amazing to me that we came here and there was two families and we were going out to try to reach, you know, this region that was a least reach region, that, that there's no Christian witness. And she said, and now, you know, all these years, seven years later, they have a training center that's in Istanbul. Over 180 people have gone through being trained in, in what it looks like to share the gospel in that part of the world. That's, that's amazing. And, and what that caused me to think about in terms of, of scripture passages is John chapter 12. Jesus, right before he goes to the cross, he shares with his disciples in verse 20, 24, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Uh, Stan and Ann, their story is one uh, as an example for us to, to be able to look at what does it look like for us to serve the Lord of the resurrection, that where we see death, then he brings life and life flourishing. You know, for 180 people to have been trained in that center in Istanbul, and even more than that, now they've set up two other centers in Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan. Uh, and what's interesting is we, as a church family, have sent one of our families to go work in that center in Tajikistan. And now we're about to send another one of our um, uh, one of our young adults. One of the young adults that went on a trip a year ago, she's now going to serve in that region. So for whatever reason, God has really opened a door for us as Connection Point Church to make a difference in that part of the world that needs a gospel witness. There are very few churches and Christians in that part of the world. And now we're sending people, we're sending financial resources, and of course we're praying for that region as well. And, and that's the opportunity afforded us to be a part of this story of Ann and Stan as they've prepared the soil, as now we're planting seed, because Ann said, you know, for, for years we toiled and saw Nobody come to faith in Jesus. And she said, now people are making decisions. So it's like we've, we're planting seed and now harvest is coming. And we get to be a part of harvest. So the, the gift, the, the resource that we're getting behind, the project we're getting behind in that part of the world is to resource uh, the Live Dead Silk Road, uh, which could include those outposts that are in Turkey. So what's amazing is because of their story, now they have opportunities to be in that part of the world. Why? Because Stan is buried there. Because the question comes up, well, why would you want to be here? And they say, well, because my husband's buried here. Oh, well, then it makes sense. You know, so it's, it's amazing how the Lord takes a story and creates opportunities out of it. Because we serve the Lord of the resurrection. Because unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it, it dies alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Their story is part of our story as, as a church. And we get to continue to be a part of that as we're sending people, as we're sending financial resources, and as we're praying for that part of the world. So I just encourage you, as we take up an offering here in a moment, this is our, our kingdom builders, it's our May miracle offering, and we just encourage you to participate. You know, what could the Lord do through your selfless giving to be able to make and, and, and create extraordinary results? It is extraordinary that in seven years' time, it's gone from two families to now over 180 trained three training centers in that part of the world and seeing the gospel go forth. And so how could the Lord continue to use us? Well, how can the Lord use your 
uh, gifts and resources to be able to advance his kingdom. And again, as we talk about this on a, on a global scale, it's making a difference right now here locally. So we invest locally, we invest globally to see God's kingdom advance. And we just encourage you to be a part to be a part in the way that the Lord leads you to be a part. But I do encourage you, be selfless in your giving. Why? Because it's selfless gifts. That's what we saw in Ann and Stan. It's a selfless gift that results in extraordinary uh, things happening. And, and we get to be a part of that. Uh, you know, Ann was actually supposed to be with us today, but because of the, the way that we're having to, to do and, and share in an online capacity, we decided to delay. So she's still going to come visit with us next year, be a part of one of our global prayer events. Um, so then you'll be able to talk with her personally. And I think what I'd like to encourage you with is sometimes we read these stories and we feel like, well, man, like that's, that's, that's extraordinary, but that's not me. But what I love about our interactions with these global partners that we get to uh, be a part of their story is, is the more you meet with them, the more you understand they're just people too. And that's us. God just uses people. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And so I just, uh, I'm trusting that the Lord's going to do some extraordinary work as you participate in giving today. So I'm going to encourage you, uh, as we're going to close in song here in a moment, go ahead and take, take time. Maybe pray as a family and ask what the Lord would have you to do. We actually did that earlier this week with our kids. And, and we just um, asked them, what do you guys think that, that the Lord would have us do this year in, in the miracle offering? And made that a conversation uh, because we knew that today we'd be in different places. You know, my family's at home as you're at home. And, and so I encourage you, pray and ask, how would the Lord have you respond today? How would he have you give and, and invest locally and globally that his kingdom might advance? You can go to connectionpointchurch.org, and we've got a place where you can select giving there. Uh, you can also give in the, the offering envelope that you received this last week. You got a letter in the mail so that if you like to give in person, then you can mail those back in. And uh, We trust that the Lord's going to use your selfless gift to bring extraordinary results here locally and globally. So just take a moment, pray as a family. Uh, pray if you're there uh, individually and, and ask what the Lord would have you do as we close in song this morning.